a new episode of the Property Side Hustle podcast. I hope you're okay and you're fighting fit and you are up for learning all about a strategy that many people love so much, it's literally all they do in property. So what's today's podcast all about? Well, I thought, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about growing a property portfolio. Now, many people out there are sitting on a sum of money that could enable them to invest in property, but they don't know where to get started. And the idea for today's podcast came about because I had a call a couple of days ago with a member of our Property Basecamp program where we discussed how he could invest and not only invest, but fast track his own growth and add multiple properties to his portfolio each year. So today I'm going to share with you how you can invest in property with limited funds um, and which strategy to apply so you can power charge your investing and build your portfolio. So let's talk investing and start by making some assumptions. So let's imagine you've got a pot of money, let's say it's around 60k and you want to invest in a buy to let, but you only have enough money to obtain one property with your 60k uh, capital. But your long term plan is to grow a portfolio and use that as your pension pot in the future. That's a really common scenario. A lot of people are in that position. Um, they want to build a portfolio, but you're not sure how to do that with one relatively small amount of capital. Now, the good news is you can apply a strategy and leverage alternative lending to recycle that 60K, um, just in this example, and buy more than one property over a period of time. And then keep on repeating that and, and growing that portfolio. Okay, so let's look at a timeline of events and build this out. So in January, it could, it could be any month to be quite honest. I'm just using this as an example to give you an idea on the timescales. So in January, you see a property that needs work doing to it. You know from analysing the local market. If you carry out a refurb, you can add substantial a substantial amount of value to that property, and you also know what it will rent for too. Now, for for this strategy to work, the numbers need to stack up, obviously, as they always do. So, what strategy am I talking about here? Of course, I'm talking about B R R R which stands for buy, refurbish, refinance, and rent. And a lot of people add another R on the end, um, and that's repeat. So let's, let's move through each part of the strategy, one by one. So we'll start with buy. Now, a lot of people assume that the first B in B-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R, the first B stands for buy, but do you know what? I like to think of it as bridge because you're going to use something called 
bridging finance to buy the property um, and, and you're not going to use a traditional mortgage. So the first B, um, yeah, is I like to think of it as, as bridge. Now, you could use cash if you had enough to buy the property outright, but for this example, and most people out there listening, you would be utilising finance and using less of your own money. That's the idea. So you would bridge the purchase using what's called a bridging lender, just like a mortgage lender, mortgage broker. Bridging finance is just another form of finance to buy buy a property in certain situations, circumstances. Now, most bridging companies out there will lend you around about 70% of the purchase price. Sometimes you can lend a bit more. So 70% of the purchase price they will lend you by way of a short-term bridging loan. So that leaves you needing to find enough money to cover the remaining 30% on the purchase price and also enough money to cover the you know, any fees, uh, setup costs, legal fees, etc. So in summary, you lend 70% on a bridging loan and you put 30% in yourself and this buys you the property. Next up is refurbishment. So that's the R, or the first R <laughs> of many. So refurbishment. So with the refurb, you could be looking at sizable costs depending on how much work is needed on the property. Now, typically, the type of property you would be looking for would need substantial works. Now, we're not just talking a lick of paint here and there. You know, remember, the key is to add as much value as possible. And that happens usually by gutting the property from top to bottom, fixing any issues with electrics, leaks, damp, etc., obviously, and also possibly installing new kitchens, bathrooms, and decorating to a you know, good standard to achieve the maximum uplift in value. So you're probably thinking, well, hang on a minute, Paul, this sounds quite expensive, and you, you know, you, this is more money, Where, where's this money coming from? You know, and you're right, it probably will cost a fair amount of cash to, to carry out the refurb. So you need to view the property and cost up the intended works uh, properly to see if the deal stacks up for you or not. So who funds the refurb? Well, if you have enough money from your from your initial 60k pot or what whatever whatever amount of cash that you have available, you can fund all of the refurb yourself or potentially part of the refurb costs. Um, Now, this is where you can leverage something else, another type of finance called a development, sorry, a development loan. Now, this is separate to the bridge or bridging loan. The bridging loan buys you the property a development loan is to develop the property. But bridging lenders typically, they also offer, they'll offer a bridging loan, obviously, but they also typically offer the, the development loans too. So you're kind of getting both from the same place. But there is one big difference between a development loan and a bridging loan. In the right circumstances, you can lend up to 100% of the cost of the works. So you don't need any money for the refurb. 
in certain situations, you can lend at 100% of the cost of the refurb, which is amazing. You know, the, the two options are you obtain a 100% development loan or you put some money in toward the refurb and you need a smaller development loan. Now, obviously, there are, there are pros and cons to lending a 100% development loan because, you know, you're lending a, a larger amount of money and you are going to pay for lending a larger amount of money. So, you know, it depends. If you've got the cash sat there, then, you know, put some money towards that, the refurb. Um, that's what I would advise, because otherwise you're going to be paying higher interest uh, for that development loan. So the less you lend, obviously, the better. But just so you're aware, you can lend 100%. So let's recap. So far... We've bought the property using a bridging loan and you've put in 30%. And now we've refurbished the property. Now the next part is refinancing the property. So that's the next R in the series of R's. And that's really where the magic starts to happen. So once you've refurbished the property, you will want to have a lender lined up to get a traditional buy-to-let mortgage on the property. Now, the idea is ultimately you will refinance for a much higher amount as you've added all that value with the refurbishment. That's the point of, of carrying out the refurbishment is to add the value, obviously. Now, what you need is as high a valuation as possible from the valuer. Now, the higher the valuation, the more you can lend and the more cash you can pull out. So when people say, with BRRRRRR, when people say they pull cash out, let me explain what they mean by that. When you refinance onto a mortgage, so you're going to refinance the property from a bridging loan, you're going to take out a mortgage on the property, you're going to get a lump sum of money that is then used to pay down all your lending. So you pay back what you lent on the bridging loan, you pay those those back, you pay back the development loan and any broker fees and legals, obviously, and you, you also pay your initial capital back if possible, which, you know, in this example that we were using was, was you know, your 60K. Now, what's left after this is what you cash out. And effectively, you withdraw that to yourself. So you've had your money back that you put in. So you've got everything back out. Sometimes there's even a bit more. So you can pull out even more. Now, I'm talking I'm talking dream scenario here. You know, best case scenario when you talk about pulling all your money out and, you know, a little bit of a little bit of a Brucey bonus as well. It's, it, you know, it's not the norm, but we'll get into that. So if you're still with me, <laughs> hopefully you are, you will now understand why people call BRRR the best strategy to recycle cash. Because what you're trying to achieve here is to pull back out as much of your initial money as possible. And by doing so, this means 
you can reuse that money as a deposit to go again and repeat the process. And that is massively beneficial because what you've had at the beginning of this was a pot of money which enabled you to buy one property. But because you've leveraged bridging finance, you've leveraged a development loan, um, you've got you've had the uplift in value, because you've done that and utilized that 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 alternative finance, you've been able to refinance then onto a mortgage, pay down the debts on the loans and pull your money back out of that property, which enables you to literally repeat the process again and buy property two. Repeat again, buy property three. That is BRR in a nutshell. So if you would like to learn more about property, investing, other strategies, we provide free training and paid online courses too. And what makes us different to others is we charge lower fees and give you maximum value. And we don't harp on about daft things like chasing financial freedom and giving people unrealistic ideas. If you want down-to-earth, affordable training and support, check out what we offer Um, and I'll leave a link in the show notes, but you can hop on over to our website, which is, get a pen and paper, (laughs) hop on over to our website, it's psnproperty.co.uk, and we also offer one-to-one mentorship and support on our Property Basecamp program, and all our training is now available on pay monthly options, allowing you to spread the cost and get started today, no matter what your budget is. So the last part of the strategy is, of course, to rent out the property to tenants. And this will give you recurring monthly income. So remember that timeline we mentioned earlier. There was there was a point to me mentioning January. Uh, we, we purchased the property in January. The refurb gets underway as soon as you get the keys. And your refinance is done when the refurb is completed. And the value has been added. Now, To give you an idea, that could take three to six months to get to that point. It could take longer. Typically, what you want to be doing is doing it in as quick a time as possible because bridging finance is expensive. You know, uh, development loans are expensive. Um, So, you know, the less time you you have those loans outstanding, the better. But just to give you an idea of the kind of timescales, ideally, you want to be aiming between, you know, six months and... 12 months you don't want to be having a you know the, the bridging loan for longer than longer than that um typically you want to be in and you want to be out um as as quickly as quick as humanly possible now i think it's worth looking at the whole picture and not just the positives you know i really want to draw attention to the fact that there are some common misconceptions with the brr our strategy and I want to touch upon those because there's many people do get the wrong idea on what they can and cannot do 
with this strategy. Now, I'm going to mention them. Many YouTube-style property guru types out there will tell you BRRR is all about pulling all your money back out the deal. So you put X amounts in and you pull it all back out when you refinance. Now, they often make it sound like this is the only outcome possible. But you know what? A lot of the time, it's actually not the case. Of course, in an ideal world, you'd love to pull all your money out and maybe even a bit more too. But sometimes you have to be realistic and sometimes you have to have, you have to leave, sorry, some money in the property. You have to leave some money in. And at the end of the day, you might not get enough of an uplift in value to enable you to pull it all back out. So instead of pulling out that, let's go back to it again, the the, the example we used. So instead of being able to pull out your full 60K again and go again, you've maybe only been able to pull out 40, 45K and you've had to leave 10, 15,000 pounds in the property. Um, You know, and, and, but you've pulled at the end, at the end of the day here, you have pulled out the majority of your money. And it doesn't mean if you're looking at a B, a BRR deal, it doesn't mean that if you're if you're looking at a deal and you have to leave some money in, it doesn't mean it's a bad deal. It doesn't mean it's a non-starter. You've just got to take, you know, you've just got to make that decision. Are you okay with leaving that money in? You know, if you end up leaving in a small amount of money, the reality is you'll eventually get the money back via the net rental income. So when you're looking at these types of opportunities, always look at how long it will take for you to pull out all your money that you've had to leave in the property, if indeed that is the case. Now, another thing with BRRR is affordability. Now, affordability on the refinance I'm talking about when you go and get a a buy-to-let mortgage. Now, you may have had a pot of money to invest that enables you to bridge the purchase, to get the development loan, etc. But you need to be creditworthy enough to get a buy-to-let mortgage on the assumed value of the property post-works. So afterwards, the refinance is, you know, when all is said and done, the refinance is your exit strategy. You know, you need to refinance to pay down the expensive lending that you took out on the bridge and the development loan. So don't assume you will be able to get a mortgage. Speak to brokers, understand your level of lending that will be open to you. You know, I once knew a guy who was in a very, very unfortunate situation. Um, he he managed to get a bridging loan and for... I really don't know how because of the situation he was in, but he managed to get a bridging loan and then was unable to get a mortgage due to bad credit um, and his financial situation. And his bridging fees were astronomical and they were stacking up month after month. And the deal, to be quite honest, it didn't stack up either. So it was a case of, you know, he spotted a strategy, but really he failed to understand it fully and that meant he was he was left in a hole. 
Um, so, you, you know, you have to think about the exit. You have to think about the whole strategy, not just, oh, I can buy it and I can lend all this money. Fantastic. Okay, but you've got to refinance then onto a buy-to-let mortgage as well. So, you know, it's it's worth just bearing in mind and, and thinking about all the potential outcomes and getting all your ducks in a row, basically, before you, before you jump in. So when analysing um, BRR opportunities, the key parts are the variables. What can you buy it for? How much value can you add? And how much money can you pull out when you refinance it? They are the core elements you should understand. Now, BRR enables investors to invest, recycle that capital by pulling it back out, and then repeating the process And it's without doubt the quickest way out there to build a portfolio with limited funds. You know, leveraging the right finance and picking the right property is the bottom line. Other things to consider are obviously things such as the contingency on the refurb works. And also another exit is you sell it instead of tenanting the property, you you sell the property. But that is more akin to flipping and not really about building a portfolio for yourself, which is typically why people do the the buy, refurbish, uh, refinance, rent. So when investors ask me on our property base camp program, which is where I help people one-to-one in their business, how can I build a portfolio quickly? I explain this strategy to them. It's the way to go. You know, it's, it's perfect. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, use less money and it enables you to recycle your cash, pull it back out and go again. It's fantastic. Um, you know, BRR is without doubt a very, very powerful strategy and it's, it's heavily used uh, with great success by many investors out there. You may well have done it yourself. I've done it in the past. There are many investors out there utilizing the BRR model Now, I always say to have a property with none of your initial capital involved. It's the holy grail of investing, isn't it? You know, you're getting an infinite return forever because you've got no actual money in the deal. You know, yes. (laughs) I can almost hear people screaming, hang on a minute, you've got a mortgage. You know, yes, you do have a mortgage, but you've got no capital in the property. I'm talking about using your capital uh, to you know, to the best possible uh, degree, you've got no capital in the property at all. So it's a fantastic position to be in, and it opens up the doors to you building your portfolio. You know, and not having to save rental income for years and years and years from property one, so you can buy eventually property two in you know three to five years time. With traditional buy to let lending, you are. You're tying up your capital. You know, you're tying up your deposits for a long, long time. And quite clearly, there is a lot more to using bridging loans and and development finance and the strategy as a whole. And so if you want to speak to one of the best alternative finance brokers in the UK, go and have a chat with the highly experienced and knowledgeable Mr. Kevin Right. 
Now, I'll leave his details. You can contact him. I'll leave his contact details in the show notes. Uh, but you can find Kevin on Facebook. And he's also got a, a YouTube channel too. If you just type in Kevin Wright. Now, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back again soon. But if you want access to free resources, affordable property training, or one-to-one mentorship that won't break the bank, go visit our website, psmproperty.co.uk. Till next time, stay safe and take it easy.